Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 91 of the Big Boo Cast. This is our last episode of 2017 and the end of our 10th year of podcasting, if that even seems possible. This year has been a little bit of a record year for Melanie and me in terms of the number of episodes we've recorded and that is definitely a trend. We hope to continue in 2018. We thank y'all so, so much for being patient with us and for listening In this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about what we've watched over Christmas break, not to mention Melanie's ever-growing knowledge of the royal family. We're also going to talk about some of our favorite moments from this past year, which is so original. Can y'all even believe how original we are? Before we get started, though, I want to remind you how you can stay in touch with us on social media if you are interested in that. You can follow us on Twitter. Melanie is at Big Mama and I'm at Boo Mama. Or on Instagram, Melanie is there at Melanie Shankle and I'm Boo Mama 205. Plus, if you're on Facebook, well, we are too. And you can find us there at facebook.com slash the big boo cast. And as it has been since the dawn of time, you can find either one of us on our blogs, Melanie is thebigmamablog.com, and I'm at boomama.net. Alrighty, y'all. We sure are grateful that you're here, and we hope you enjoy episode 91. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Boo Mama. This is, well, I forgot how we start this thing. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. Do I say Boo Mama? If I say this is Sophie, this, this is, is Boo Mama. Mama. I think okay. so. Okay, we'll try that again. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Boo Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Melanie's watching a football game. I am watching a football game right now. Currently, the Wake Forest Demon Dinkins are fourth and goal, um, and they just scored. Yeah. So. Oh, um, no. Well, listen, I mean, what are you going to do? But so now it's 47 to 45. And what is the longest and highest scoring ball game of the season? And how much time is left? Like nine minutes in the fourth quarter. So plenty. I mean, there's oh, plenty of time. I mean, there's plenty there's of time. plenty of time. Yes. So, but I feel like this ball game to me, and listen, we're not going to talk about football the whole time, but this ball game to me is pretty much like it's it's a metaphor. It's like we started the season with UCLA, which I felt like became mm-hmm. a metaphor for the whole season. And we're ending with this ball game, which feels like another metaphor for the entire season. It is long. It is tedious. I have quit watching at times. I've walked away in disgust. I've gotten my hopes back up. I've I've gone through the seven stages of grief all in a six and a half hour period that this game has been going on. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's been in- really enjoyable. Other than that, it's been totally fine. And I'm totally emotionally uninvolved. So mm-hmm. it's fine. It's all fine. Okay. So we were just talking about before we started recording, you were saying that you feel really low energy. I do. That you just... Yeah. yeah, it's the hol- it's the holiday hangover, I feel like. I think it is, but I think I had the holiday hangover before we got... I feel like the last bit of December was so busy in that last week before Caroline got off break. She was studying for finals, I felt like. So we had that going on. I felt like we were gearing up for school soccer. I felt like I had two more deadlines, like final deadlines and edits and stuff that I needed to meet. And it's like, I turned that stuff in on Wednesday. What would that have been, the 20th? And I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out 2017. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much. You hit your limit. I've hit my limit. Like, I'm just tired. So I think, and maybe I'm getting the flu and maybe I have cedar allergies. I don't know, but I just feel like I'm, I'm done. So what are cedar allergies? Just a, an al- allergic reaction to cedar? <laughs> yes, because we have a lot of mountain cedar in the hill country okay. of Texas. And so every time a north wind blows in, it blows in the mountain cedar, like from December to like February. But they're like, I think it's the only thing. I think cedar, this is fascinating. I think cedar and mold are my two <laughs> biggest allergens. And it has been cold okay. and it has been rainy. So I feel like both of those things are, I'm triggered right now is what I'm saying. <laughs> So here's what I've noticed. Let's talk about our ailments, okay? okay? Um, 
I I have been like I noticed last night, and I don't know if it's because I'm I'm it's cold and I'm 109. I don't know what it is, but I have been so stiff. Yeah, like I got up last night from the sofa, and it was like I'm gonna need a minute before I take an actual yeah. step. Yeah, I know. The, see, that's so weird because I noticed because I did a lot of cooking. You know, just like we did our cinnamon rolls and I made toffee and, you know, just here in the kitchen a lot. Like, so from like the 22nd to like Christmas Eve, I felt like I did a lot of cooking in the kitchen. And I was like, my lower back when I stand like that now, Yes, I'm like, what is wrong? Like I kept having to bend over and touch my toes. And Perry was like, what are you doing? And I was like, my back. I was like, God, what is like, I've just been. That's my thing. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's that's it. it. Maybe it's all the cooking. It may be so. I think it's, the. I mean, I kept bending over. I thought here I was, there was a moment when I was in the kitchen and I had on sweatpants and like an oversized sweatshirt and I had to keep bending over because my back was sore. And then I had to have my reading glasses down on the end of my nose so I could read my recipes. And I thought, well, this is it. I've crossed over. I've crossed over to the other side. And here's the thing. Here's how you know you've really crossed over. You didn't give a rip. You didn't care. No. You weren't no. you were you weren't concerned about it. Just what's up everybody? I'm yeah. gonna bend over and catch yeah. my toes yeah, for I'm a just, minute. Yeah. I need to stretch. That's mm-hmm. right. Mamma just needs to stretch so I can kick <laughs> and so I can keep making these cinnamon rolls. Well, yesterday, I when I went to the gym, like before I started walking, I was like, I've got to stretch out my lower back somehow. I think you've hit exactly on what the problem is, because that's where all the all the discomfort originates for me is in my lower back. Yeah. So I got on the treadmill and I just thought, well, and I just bent over at that treadmill and, and leaned down and touched the the whatever you call it, the treadmill belt for about 25 seconds Yeah, before yeah. I could even think about walking. No, you got to stretch out your lower back. I mean, I really feel like, I mean, this. I, that's where I feel like smart bar, which I haven't been in like two months, but I'm going right. to get back into it in the new year because I'm like, I've got to stretch. Like when I don't stretch, <laughs> everything hurts. <laughs> so terrible. It's just... But it's, listen, I'm 46. I can't, listen, it is what it is. I've got to have my reading glasses on. I mean, I think I've gone up a whole magnification level in my reading glasses just over Christmas break. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought yesterday, I thought maybe I need to try Pilates. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe that would help stretch out some things. Yeah. Because I I can remember my grandmother saying she felt like she was stowed up, like she was just... Yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. I, that that's that's all I know to say. It's like, okay, yeah, I just I don't know. I know, gonna I'm be doing it. like leg pulls or something in the in the grocery store now, just trying yeah. to keep everything all limber and, keep and operational. Moving. I agree. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. So that's um. Well, and I saw which now I googled it. So apparently, you know, I'm gonna tell you a Twitter headline, and you gonna you're gonna tell me how quickly you think I clicked on it. It said. <laughs> The workout that has totally transformed Meghan Markle's physique. Oh, that was, listen, that was less than an eighth of a second. I mean, all I saw, Meghan Markle. Yeah. So anyway, so apparently it's this mega former, like this whole workout routine. And sure enough, there is a place in San Antonio that offers it um, called Core Physique. So I've already decided I'm trying that in the new year. Because if it's good enough for Meghan Markle, it's well, sure. good enough for me. Hey. Speaking of, we haven't even talked about this in real life because we really, once school got out, we really haven't like talked on the phone. We've texted, but we haven't talked on the phone during Christmas break. So the engagement pictures. Oh my gosh. I mean, first of all, her dress. Yes, ma'am. Stunning. I mean, it was, it was, and here's the thing. A lot of people said that dress was, seemed like a lot in comparison to Perry. I mean, Perry, Harry's suit seemed a little more casual. Um, I don't care. I mean, she brought it with those because listen, she didn't wear a sensible dress. She didn't go simple. I mean, she she went all out. She went like if I were going to be a princess and I was going to be engaged and I was going to get to take those pictures, that is the dress I would wear. It was stunning. I mean, she is stunning. Thank you. Because here's the thing, everybody. She is going to marry a prince. As far as I'm concerned, she could have showed up in straight sequins and and that would have been that would have been totally fine. Like 
you do whatever you need to do, Megan Markle. Like this is your mm-hmm. moment. You shine. Yeah. I don't. I am not going to begrudge you a long dress when he's wearing a suit. I thought. They, I, I thought they were phenomenal. Yeah. They were so beautiful. They were and you could also tell that like, he just adores. Yeah. Her. Yeah. As well, he should. I mean, they were just the cutest. For They're sure. just everything about it. And listen, don't even think. And then their Christmas Day photos. She had on boots that looked very much like those Sam Edelman Camellia <laughs> boots that I can't find for love nor money. And it made me sick all over again. It made me sick all over again because I was like, look, the ones Uh she had on were Stuart Weitzman, which means they're like $800. So that is a little out of what my boot budget currently is. Sure. They were so, that whole thing with that camel coat and those suede boots, Uh I'm just... Oh, it, you know, and listen, Kate had on that plaid that she wore like a muumuu, that plaid red and green and it was and it was beautiful but I felt like in light of the sleekness of Meghan Markle I was like I don't know Kate I don't I don't know what I think about the plaid well you know I think it's hard to I think it's hard to pull off a hat in general yeah um and so I thought Meghan Markle I thought well done Meghan Markle and you're and you're as you you know sort of step into this world where there are a lot of hats and what do they call them? What are the, what are they, what do they call those things? That they, Fas- and fascinators. Yes. Well done with the simple, yes. like just yes. to the side, kind of berayish. Yes. I feel like that was a good call. Yeah. I think I wondered if somebody like coached her with that. Cause I'm afraid like, here's, here's one diff, just, here's just one difference between me and Meghan Markle. Um, <laughs> Is I feel like they would have said, huh, so she went with the felt fedora. I don't know that that was the right call. Mm. I wouldn't have known what to do with a hat situation. You know, we're mm-hmm. Americans. We don't really, the hats aren't really our thing. But I, I felt like if she came up with that on her own, she did very well. If she had some coaching, I would totally understand. Because I think I would be like, oh, what do I do about this hat situation? Oh, I feel like that's a that's a big vulnerable moment if you're an American who's suddenly in a situation where you have to wear a hat to church. Yeah. Like, like I think somebody could have probably talked me into putting something on that had like a candelabra on the top of it with some lit candles, and I'd go, "Okay, is that what I do? Okay, that's fine." Yeah. Is this what we're supposed to wear? I know. So, because um, I feel like we've seen a lot of examples of sometimes those hats go real wrong. Yeah, they do. They're they're so. tricky, and I thought she did a beautiful job. She did. But I thought even, look, Queen Elizabeth nailed it. She had on that bright, like orange, almost red ensemble. And I thought she looked like a million dollars. I was like, they were killing it this Christmas. She's frozen in time, I feel like. Has she not? She's looked the same my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. She really has. I mean, like, I look back at pictures of her now, like, because I've watched The Crown. That was one of the things I've done with my time is I finished all 10 episodes of season two of The Crown. Well done. Well, listen, I set a goal for myself and I achieved it. But um, but as you go back and look, you're like, oh, there was a time that she didn't look like she looks now, but but not really. I mean, she was always a version of that, you know, like her hair has kind of stayed the same. She's always had it. She found a look that worked for her circa like 1960 and she kind of sticks with it, but it works for her. That's right. Um, speaking so. of speaking of the British people, um, yes. I have not watched The Crown, so I cannot I cannot make any observations or commentary about that. But mm-hmm. I have been watching um, the the Great British Baking Show. Oh, okay. Which I would have never thought that I would enjoy. Like, I, I never thought that I would have enjoyed that. It, it seemed, I didn't really understand it when I would hear people talk about it. I am here yeah. to tell you, it is delightful. Oh, okay. It is delightful. And here's the biggest reason why I think I was trying to figure this out the other night. We were watching when my sister and her husband were here. And I said, here's the thing. One thing they, they, they tell them they have to make. One thing is one of the judges recipes that they have to replicate. And then one thing is they give them a, like a showstopper they have to do. Like you're going to do a oh, showstopper okay. with a certain kind of dessert. And I never knew there were so many kinds of desserts in our country, in America, if we were to critique somebody after they baked something elaborate, like these people are doing, mm-hmm. I, you can only imagine the kind of pushback you'd get. Yeah. Well, nobody knows how great they really are. Well, they're the best ones in the competition and the judges can't see that that's their loss. This would be the American yes. response. Here is the British response. Yes, it is rather dreadful, isn't it? Oh, yes. I- <laughs> I thought it was terrible the whole time. I thought, oh, this is terrible. Like, they have the most <laughs> self-deprecating, 
sort of self-critical people and it is utterly refreshing to me like okay okay so I mean they're just you just like it makes you want to encourage them all the more because oh yes that was a flop wasn't it oh that was mm. I mean it's just it's, it's hilarious the way that they respond and so different than the way we see people respond sometimes in our own country. So yes, yes, yes. Well, Americans, we tend to be like, we're gonna, we're gonna make this thing work no matter what, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're gonna beat it to death. And we're gonna believe that it's the best till the very end, even if we go down in flames. Yeah, or we can also be real big fans of ourselves, I feel like, you know, like we can, we really like to build ourselves up. And there is not, uh, there is nary a hint of that in the Great British Baking Show. Like, it's it's so funny. I think more than anything, it, I don't know, it's just really stood out to me how utterly self-deprecating most of the contestants are. And it's great fun to watch. So, okay. anyway, okay. it's fun. It's like, and the whole family can watch it. And um, I don't know. It's oddly entertaining. Okay. Okay. Well, I have watched, it feels like I've watched an episode or two of that several years ago. Um, A&M just scored. Um, oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, now we're at 50. It's going to be, well, it's 51 to 48 currently, but we're about to kick the extra point, hopefully. Um, yeah, but I have not watched it consistently. I've watched The Crown over the break. I watched, I finished all The Crown and then I went back and started watching season one of The Crown again because I felt like there were a couple of things that I needed to go back, like okay. in light of having seen the whole thing, I needed to go back to the beginning and kind of get a refresher on some things. Okay. Um, so I've really dedicated my Christmas break to the royal family in a lot of ways. Um, and then I've read, when I'm not watching The Crown, I've read extensive recaps of The Crown. I've read fashion and interior scenes, um, blog oh, posts wow. about The Crown. I know, I've, I've really, I've done some deep dives into the royal family. Is this going to be your next book, a commentary about The Crown? It probably is. Okay. It probably is. Um, so, because I mean, <laughs> who knows what else it would be about. So it seems to be... <laughs> the focus of my life right now. So um, anyway, so that was, so that's what I've done over, over the break was watched a lot of, I've watched Queen, the special Queen Elizabeth at 90, which where the family goes back and looks at old home movies. I know. I really have really spent my time wisely, but I, I I really have meant to, to like to watch the crown. You know, I've not even seen season one of the crown. So, so I've really meant to do that. It's just, time has you know you know it just I, we have we haven't had a lot of time a lot of downtime until yesterday and so um anyway so I just I've got, yeah. I got to work that into my schedule before school starts again yeah well and I'll tell you what I learned about halfway through season two of the crown what has helped me substantially and here's another sign that I'm becoming my grandparents because how old am I I'm the age where you decide to turn on the subtitles when watching a British show um, that, listen, don't think I haven't had the subtitles on watching the Great British Bacon Show. A hundred percent I have. Yeah, because I can't understand. I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're saying. And some of it is like they're talking about like historical things or names or figures or whatever. And I'm like, so I don't know who that is necessarily. So I, it helps me to be able to see it written out. So I have watched it with the subtitles, which helps substantially. But I will tell you, here's here's what I'm going to say about The Crown. And this is not a spoiler alert necessarily because I mean we obviously know they're still married but I really hope that for her sake that Prince Philip is not as horrible as he often appears to be in the crown oh no I know he's kind of I mean I've got he's kind of a big fat whiner I'm gonna be honest like okay yeah I I, I, sometimes I want to say I'm gonna tell you he isn't like the people on the British baking show because sometimes I want to say uh Phil you need to step it up (laughs) Because your family were Nazis and you came from a real questionable background and you ended up married to the queen. So you need to count your blessings, fella. Like it just it makes me feel a little angry. Do you call him Phil in real life? <laughs> well, I do now because I've lost a lot of respect for him. <laughs> so. um. Oh, he just, sometimes you want to go, you need to get over yourself. Like, I just, I don't know. There were several where I was like, wow, like, it's really interesting. I I have a lot of thoughts on the crown and I'm not going to make this whole thing about the crown, but you know, the whole thing is written by Peter Morgan, who's a man. And I feel like we see a lot of Phillips, like, like his man feelings about stuff that I'm like, 
this isn't a good look for you, Phil. And I'm like, in the meantime, the queen has taken care of everything and has the weight of the British empire on her shoulders. And Phil is worried about his feelings. Like he's worried about like, can he, he needs a crown or he doesn't like that. They told him that he has to bow or whatever. And I'm like, you signed up for this deal. Like you didn't go into it blind. You Phil, you knew what you were getting into. So that's, that's my takeaway. So I'm hoping that some of that has been written for dramatic effect, but Phil okay. doesn't come off smelling like a rose. I'm going to be honest. Well, maybe after I watch it, we can we can do a special cra- podcast episode about the crown. Maybe we maybe can so. break that maybe down. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's all I'm going to say about that. But that's just been my overall, that's been my biggest takeaway is I hope, I hope Philip has been better than what he has portrayed to be sometimes on this show. Do better, Phil. Do Do better, Phil. Mm -hmm. So, because I just think if you're, if you, I just think if you're joining up with the royal family, you know what you're signing on for. So don't pout about it later. There you go. Like, back up, Phil. Yeah, that's it. So that's just all I'm saying. So anyway, okay. Um, So what else is, did y'all have a nice Christmas? Let's talk about that. Did y'all have? We did have a nice Christmas. We had, um, we went to Mississippi last week, which mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I haven't, t- I haven't told you this story away from the podcast. So I'll just tell you on the podcast. Um, okay. So we went to Mississippi last week for Christmas with David's side of the family. And we, we went to lunch and then we went back to Martha's to open presents. Mm-hmm. And I had found for Martha uh, when I went Christmas shopping, I found, I went to Steinmark specifically to look for Martha's Christmas because I feel like that's wise. If I have learned yes. nothing else in my 20 years of marriage, I think that's, uh, that's certainly something that I have, I have discovered. So I go to Steinmark and I immediately, of course, go to the petite section because where else would you go for shopping for Martha? Yes. So I go back to the petite section and I saw a couple of cute, like one cute, real cute top that had a cute little waistband. And then I saw another sort of, Martha really likes to wear black because she's got you know that that gorgeous silver hair and she's yes. sort of reflected in blue eyes and black looks great on her and so anyway I found this puffy vest I can't even tell you how cute it was like it was if I can find it online I will link to it so everybody can behold the cuteness of it but it was it had kind of it was sort of ruffly on the front but it had mm-hmm. this little asymmetrical element to it I can't describe it but it was super cute so I got that and then I got her a dressy sweater to go underneath it and then a casual mm-hmm. shirt to go underneath it. So she oh, could have well done options with her puffy vest. Mm-hmm. So she opened when we were opening presents, she opened up the casual shirt and she was she was very enthusiastic about that. And then she opened up the dressier sweater and she was very enthusiastic about that. But when she opened up that vest, <laughs> I mean like every Imagine every reaction you have known Martha to have. Oh, I'm so happy. At one time and immediately it was, oh, this is darling. This is absolutely darling. I've not seen anything like it. And she's just, she's just going 90 to nothing with her reactions, which is why she's so fun to buy for. And then it was like, she just, she stood up and she said, I've got to go try it on. I have got to go put it on. (laughs) So she goes in her bedroom. She shuts the door. And I promise you, like, I, it's it's David, me, my sister-in-law, my niece, Melissa. Like, we're all sitting out in the living mm-hmm. room. And Martha is gone for some time. Like, she is. Yeah. Like we were talking about. Well, some, she's got to take some time to admire well, herself. Listen, so we, we, we were just talking and then suddenly it occurred to me, like, Martha has not been in here for a while. So I just kind of say, Martha, are you okay in there? Is everything okay? And she said through the door. I look beautiful. And (laughs) I said, well, I'm so glad. So after a couple of more minutes, she comes out and she, she was like, I just love it. And I tell you, I'm going to this party and I'm going to wear it with the sweater underneath to that part. So she starts, you know, she has to always play in where she's going to wear it. So a couple of of nights ago and she had in fact worn it to the party. She just loved it. But that whole, well, I look beautiful. It just, Oh, that makes me so happy. It just took me. So we did that. Martha also could not be on the British baking show. She, Martha, (laughs) 
wouldn't be equipped to be on the British yeah, baking show. She could if if a, if a, some element of the competition was trying on clothes. She absolutely could because yeah. she would say, "You see how these shoulders do? They just come down to here, and you see how this neckline does? I just can't. It just it comes down way too low, and it's just I don't. I mean, she she could really critique herself in clothes she doesn't like. But when she found yes. that magical something, there would be no mm. hiding her enthusiasm. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I get it. I listen, Martha. I feel that that I relate to that. So everybody needs um, a, like the black puppy puppy vest experience at some point. I feel like we all need a little yes. a little. We need to feel beautiful every now and again. So we did that. Yeah, I agree. We came back here, um, and then Christmas Eve. I don't know if you remember, but um, when Alex was little, I. I don't know. He was probably four and it was just, it was one of those Christmases where nobody could be here on Christmas day. Um, but everybody was coming like the day after and we were by ourselves. Yes. And yes, I do remember that Christmas Eve. We could, we didn't really have anything to do. And so yeah, up at the Popeye's, um, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Re- I remember all right this before, really right well before they were about to close and they were having their employee Christmas party. And <laughs> Uh-huh. And one of the workers uh-huh. gave Alex a cookie. And and we say yeah. all the time that it was the saddest Christmas Eve ever. Like yes. say the joke has been like, what are we doing Christmas Eve? I don't know, but we can't end up at Popeye's. So yeah. so we always, as much as we can, we try to plan real well for Christmas Eve. So um anyway, so I love that it was a Sunday that it said so we could go to church and then um, we went to coffee after church with some friends and then we, we went to lunch with some friends and, um, and then my, the, my sister and her husband came in later that day. It was a great Christmas Eve and Christmas and, um, oh, I haven't been to Popeye's yet. So I feel like that was a, a win. What about y'all? Um, it was great. It was, we had a great time. We, um, I'm trying to think Christmas Eve, we had we did church, which was great. We did a four thirty service, which we laughed because it was a candlelight service, but it wasn't really dark, so it wasn't really candlelight. But you know, whatever. Um, but we felt like the you know it was a weird. We felt like church services were weird because with Christmas Eve on a Sunday, we were like, and we're not a two service. I mean, you're, we're, there's one service, you know. So we were like, okay, we'll do an evening service as opposed to a morning service because I feel like on Christmas Eve, that's what people. Mm-hmm. want or that's the I don't know the tradition so we did that but we said 4 30 because we feel like then people are, are done in time to do dinner things um with their family because you don't want to get to Popeye's after no, they're done with their no, that's right you don't want to interrupt the the employee party like we did that time exactly so we um so we did church and we went over to Mimi and Bops's and we had tamales and um did our typical thing over there and then um and then came home and we, Perry and Caroline and I watched Polar Express because that's one of our oh. traditions. So we, I know, so we sat and watched that, but it was cold. So that was nice. Like we had a cold Christmas, which I feel like we haven't had in a couple of years. So it's like to have a fire in the fireplace and all that. And then Christmas morning, we got up and um, opened presents. And then Mimi and Bops came over and we had breakfast and ate cinnamon rolls and then just kind of hung out all day. So, um, and then went to the Fishers, went over to Gully's house that night. And then we go see honey and big and her family and hang out with them so it was fun we had a great time that sounds so, delightful yeah low-key but I I mean I'm telling you it goes back to it's what what your skill set is but I like the big kid Christmas I'm a fan of the big kid Christmas too. like it's just because you're not rushing to get people to bed nobody's super hyped up you Nobody know it's like we slept till like 10 30 mm-hmm. Christmas morning you know like um and one of my friends who's got younger kids I mean she had texted me by like 7 a.m Christmas morning and was like Merry Christmas she said I've already been up trying to get our hatch animal to come out for the last two hours <laughs> and I thought god that sounds terrible like I know yeah and, so, and I'm like, I just poured myself a cup of coffee and I'm sitting here in my pajamas and, and waiting for my kid to get uh-huh. up. You know, like this is not a bad way to start Christmas morning. I agree. I'm with you. I love the big kid Christmas. It, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a much more relaxed affair, I feel like. Yes. yes. No assembly required. So, no assembly. No. Uh, no. Although I did get Caroline. It was funny because one of the things, so Santa still comes to our house, but I had bought these uh, just kind of as a funny, I saw them at Target. Gully and I got them for the kids, uh, but they're like these sumo wrestlers, like these 
remote controlled sumo uh-huh. wrestlers that you use and they they fight and i'm going to tell you those things that was like one of those like oh this will be funny and then when i started like trying to get those things out of the packaging and like use that mini phillips head screwdriver uh-huh. to like get the batteries in or whatever i was like well this is the uh-huh. worst like who even but thankfully that the sumo wrestlers have brought us some joy so um we've we've tormented the dogs with them so piper is determined to decapitate one of them so it's been We've at least had some joy. Listen, they brought us some joy. Hazel had her worst Christmas ever. She, well, I believe that. Oh my gosh, she was on edge from start to finish, and and like today is honestly the first day I feel like she has been reasonably happy and content. She was, she was awful. Like she was, oh, <laughs> she God. was awful. Just everything. So do you feel like it was all the company? Was it all the, like the go in, come in and go in and all that? Maybe. I mean, maybe it was the company. Every time I start to think about or or consider how Hazel must be feeling, I always think about my friend Marion, who always says, nobody knows how dogs feel. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But nobody now knows who, how dogs feel. Um, so I know I don't know how she feels, but, I, but from my human experience, what I project onto her is that our routine gets very unpredictable. Yes. So yes. Just, and it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of coming and going and people dropping off stuff and deliveries and all that kind yes. of stuff. And so she, she was legitimately terrible. Um, Christmas and the day after like never never begs when we eat supper you know as a general rule just ignores us and stayed under the dining room table the whole time when at Christmas dinner like whimpering I don't you know what I mean like I don't even know so she felt insecure clearly so yeah she's been much she's been kind of back to her normalish self which granted on a good day is still you know some some significant yeah. anxiety but nothing like what we were dealing with christmas yes 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 i get that i get that i know i feel like piper and mabel it's just a lot going on it is a lot of people it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of you know our daily routines out of whack because i'm not taking them up to the park every day you know and so they just they don't really know what to think so but you know I don't know how they feel, but it does not seem like they feel necessarily comfortable with the whole situation. I would agree. So today yes. has been much more pleasant with Hazel, the dog. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Okay. So we oh. take some time to do what everybody else in the free world does this time of year and talk about some of our favorites from 2017. Yes. Are we still good with doing that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just I just turned to look at Hazel, by the way. She's sitting in here with me, but she's sound asleep. So I was just, oh, okay. I figured as soon as I said she was doing better, she'd go on some barking spree. So that's uh-huh. typically how things work. Okay, so we decided, and this was several weeks ago, but we decided that we were going to talk about five of our favorite either moments or things or just very, ge- very general guidelines, five favorites yes. of this year in any category yes in any category like we don't we don't have a system really nailed down but we just thought maybe we'd talk about some favorite things okay all right you want to start i think you should start sure i'll start um okay here's one of my one of my first favorites is um this is very general because if i had made if i had gone with the super specific stuff it would have been all my things just about okay my first um, favorite thing from this past year is travel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did take some trips this year. So we just had a really and kind of an unusual year as far as travel goes. Um, certainly not, I don't think, what next year will look like. But we had three really mm-hmm. good trips um, this past year, which was, um, or which were, we went to Universal over spring break to Universal Studios in Florida with some friends and their families. Um, then David and I took a 20th anniversary trip to New York in the summer. And then Alex and I went to Kenya in the summer and just for a host of reasons that just some of my very, very favorite moments. And also just some, some, some neat travel with speaking stuff and like getting to go to Houston and be with you and just mm-hmm. getting to go. I went to Arizona for a speaking thing. It was my first time to really spend time in Arizona, but just a lot of neat experiences because of travel. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. I think that's a great one. Thank you. But um, I feel like I had a lot of good experiences because I didn't have to travel <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and, 
Listen, most years I feel, I feel like are like that. I feel like you and I are never happier than when we're home. But uh-huh. I, I was kind of looking back, I was like, okay. I mean, David and I were even talking about it on the way when we were on the way to Mississippi. And he said, New York trip was hands down my favorite thing of this past year. And I have to say, me too. Like, it was really, okay. it was really fun. to. That's not our normal thing to go away for a while like that, just us. But it was so, so fun. And um, you know, that in that trip, we got to see Dear Evan Hansen, which is another one of my favorite things. It's not on this list, but another one of my favorite things from from this year and so it was just it was great all the way around so and out okay well i love that to do the kenya thing with alex and kind of see another part of the world and um to see the local church kind of at work in another part of the world it was awesome so yay travel okay Okay, very good. I like that. I like that. Um, well, the Aggies just lost, just FYI. Stop the it. game's over. Stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they just lost. But listen, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you one of the things that has not been my favorite thing this year. The Aggie football team. <laughs> Aggie football team 2017 has not been my favorite. So um, so this feels like this feels apropos. This feels it it feels it feels like the way it should end. Well, judging by um, the- although they did rob us. They did rob us of a touchdown that was a touchdown. Okay. Well, there were so, 27 uh, points there in the last nine minutes. So clearly it was a defensive showdown. Yes. <laughs> it was a defensive. I mean, I think I think the real winner in this is Arkansas, who's apparently maybe about to hire our defensive coordinator. Okay. So um, good luck, Hogs, <laughs> with that. Uh, if anything has really boosted his resume, I would say that's the fact that we've allowed Wake Forest to score 55 points. I think that really bodes well for your defensive future. Um, but you could also argue that maybe he did not care. Mm-hmm. Might, maybe, um, might not have had his head in the so, game as much this time. I was going to say, I was going to say. Hey, everybody, this is Sophie. All by myself in the middle of the podcast, we will get back to our conversation about our favorite things from 2017 in just a minute. But I wanted to jump in and talk for a little bit about Casper mattresses. As you know, Melanie and I are both big fans of sleeping. We enjoy it. We're good at it. And there have even been times we've considered it a hobby. Well, Casper mattresses are so good for sleeping. Not to mention that you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable when you do. Casper mattresses provide all the support the human body needs in all the right places. They're obsessively engineered, they have just the right sink and just the right bounce, and they're also affordable because Casper sells directly to consumers. They also offer free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Plus, if you look at Casper Amazon and Google reviews, you'll see that Casper mattresses have over 20,000 reviews online with an average of 4.8 stars. People enjoy this mattress. Even better is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Casper mattresses are designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. And if you enjoy sleeping like Melanie and I do, you'll want to give a Casper mattress a try. So... Visit casper.com slash big boo. That's casper.com slash B-I-G-B-O-O for $50 off your mattress purchase. And be sure to use the promo code big boo at checkout. That's casper.com slash big boo for $50 off your mattress purchase. And use the promo code big boo at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Alrighty, here comes the rest of episode 91. Okay, so my favorite, on to a cheery note, because my glass is going to be half full. I think one of my favorite moments of the year, and maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but it just happened. So, but it snowed here, December 7th. Um, Yeah. And it was so unexpected, and it was so fun. Caroline had never really seen real snow before. um, So that was fun. I mean, because it was like legitimate snow I mean it hadn't snowed like that in Texas since 1985 or at least not here and um and so it was so pretty and it was so fun because it had none of the build-up hype because they had not really forecasted it so it was like all of a sudden it was like it's snowing and it was this unexpected surprise and it was at nighttime and it was just beautiful and we just had so much fun like being out in it and the novelty of it and everything looked so pretty and that was just one of my favorite memories because it was um just kind of an unexpected surprise. Well, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast 
Yeah. But when I, I was in Dallas that weekend, um, or at the end of that week when it snowed and, so yeah. I kind of, it was kind of dicey about whether or not I, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe I can't get back to Birmingham. I don't know. But it was, the, it, maybe I think we did talk about this because it was the perfect snow because it was beautiful and it covered everything, but the roads were still good. Mm-hmm. Like the big roads were still good here. So coming back from the Birmingham airport, driving to our house was not, it was just picturesque. That's the only word to describe it. It was breathtakingly beautiful yeah so yeah. i agree the no build-up snow is the way to go like where you, you're not it kind of surprises you yeah it was just it was such an unexpected surprise and it was so pretty and, and we just i felt like it, it'll be a great memory that i'll always um remember and now we're supposed to get supposedly we're supposed to get ice on new year's day so they're, they're pre-treating the roads just in case okay um, which right. in San Antonio, that usually means it's going to be 35 and rainy, but, but we, we could have ice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that's one of my, that's one of my favorites. Okay. Let me see what another one. I love that one. Cause that was, that was a special little, I don't know. It was just a special little moment in time. I feel like we just, we, we experienced some unexpectedly gorgeous mm-hmm. weather that we do not normally get, especially y'all, y'all, y'all. No, never. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. like when I did them, I was like, well, this is kind of depressing because I was like, if you look from how long it was from 1985 to it snowed like that, it, I was like, I'll be 78 the next time it snows like that in Texas. Merry, and so Merry Christmas, that's a little depressing. Everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 78. Me and my bad back go out there. We'll limp out to the snow. Uh, uh, okay. I'll be wearing my readers will be six plus magnification at that time. Uh, they won't because you will have had your cataracts removed by that point. That's exactly right. They will have gotten you all fixed up vision wise. Oh, I'll walk out there in my sass shoes to enjoy the snow. I can't. I don't. I don't like this visual right now. Okay. Um, okay here's my other another favorite of mine um, this year. Another favorite has been oil. The rose, hip, oh, okay. the rose hip oil and the <laughs> not the the oil I put in my car, not really. No, rose hip yeah. oil, the the um the lavender body oil that we use from Hummingbird Farms. Yes. All, for some reason that has it has it has been the simplest little transition and I have enjoyed it a bunch. And I know that's super superficial, but no, like it, it just feels it, I don't know. And yesterday actually I got a pedicure yesterday. And when the the um, the girl who had done my she did my nails and then she was giving me a pedicure and she used oil on my legs and I was like, see, the whole world is catching on, the whole yeah, world yeah. is learning. But I've loved oil. It's been the year. It has been the year of some oil. I feel like so, and I feel like even my essential oils in my house. I've been yes. such a you know, like I've had my eucalyptus and peppermint like on constant around here, trying to help my allergies. Um, so and when I was cooking so much, like because I was cooking like breakfast casserole and all that stuff, I'm like, it gets rid of the smells in your house, so it doesn't smell like sausage for days. I know that's true. I didn't even think about that part of it, but that's, that's true. This is the first year I have ever diffused anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have not really used them necessarily for medicinal purposes as much, but I do love the smell of, of them. And I don't know. I just, I love, I love using them on my face and I love, I don't, I just, it's been a favorite. Li- not that I've discovered them by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I believe that after all, you get the credit for the rosehip oil discovery. You and wow. Kate Middleton. Oh well, well, yeah. But um, but it's just been one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is a this is a product that I did not know about that I'm now very delighted to use. Yeah, all the oils. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on all the oils. So in fact, I've become like, remember in my big fat Greek wedding when it's like the dad sprays Windex on everything? I feel like that's everything Caroline tells me. I'm like, well, you need to put a little rosehip oil on it. Like, that's my <laughs> thing. Like anything, like put, put a little rosehip oil on it. Like yesterday mm-hmm. after she had a soccer game and it was super cold and she got hit. She blocked a soccer ball with her bare leg. And I guess okay. because the cold and the force of the ball, like it left, she still had like the soccer ball imprint on her leg, like hours later, like it was red. Um, and I told her, I said, I think I'd put a little rosehip oil on It's it's your it's your skincare version of put a little lime on it. It is, it is. I think just don't underestimate. Little maybe take an Advil and put some rosehip oil on it. That's what I'm gonna say. Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze a little lime on it. Squeeze a little lime on it. It'll be okay. So, okay, what's your other one? What's your second one? 
Um, okay, let me look. Um, let me let me check my notes because I made notes. I was um, so happy. I know. I think I loved. Um, I always like. I mean, it's it's a love hate, but it's always fun. Like, um, I don't know if it's book release week, but I think it was mm-hmm. having the book come out this year. Like, I just feel like I had anticipated it for so long, and it had been on my calendar for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is is gut wrenching as those weeks are in some ways. Um, it also feels like kind of the fulfillment of like a long wait for something, you know, so like to have it come out and then to have people say nice things about it and, um, and all that stuff I felt like was, was a highlight. So, um, and I got to, at the time I was, but it's, I was glad to be done with the traveling, but it's also kind of fun. I mean, I got to go to LA and I got mm-hmm. to, you know, do some different stuff and different trips. And so I felt like that was a fun um, a fun little adventure. I don't want to do it again for a long time, but it was, <laughs> but in that moment it was, it was fun. So, um, because I feel like you wait so long for it and there's so much buildup that there's, it's, it's kind of a combination of it's nice when it comes out and it's a relief when it finally comes out. So I was, that was a favorite for me, I think. It's such a relief when it, I mean, besides the terror that, yeah. that people are going to read it, it is such a relief when it comes out and, um, and it feels after you've worked on it for so long and it's been such a, it feels like an endless process sometimes. It, it's really fun to be able to share it with people finally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think to just have it. Yeah. So that was probably one of mine from this year. Okay. I think that's, a, yeah. I think that's a, certainly a milestone for sure. Well, it was something. Yeah. If you feel so, like I feel, you probably feel like you're going to have that milestone again in about 2029 will be the next yeah, time. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. So you've got, that's it. You've got some stuff coming. You've got some stuff coming I've up. I've got two things coming out this year, mm-hmm. but those are finished and those are devotionals. And so for some reason, I just don't feel like that. As hard as those were to write, it doesn't feel, I don't feel like my anxiety level about those coming out is as high as it is with a book book coming out, if that makes sense. I don't know why that is. It just doesn't feel as high pressure to me. I will say that I really enjoyed the the devotional book coming out this past year um, because it felt a little bit low, more low pressure, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I probably enjoyed it the most of, I don't know, that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but it was, it was still fun. So I think you'll still enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one of mine, um, is, um, dinner with friends this past year. Okay. Okay. I love that. I feel like some of my favorite memories this past year are times where I got to really have not just like like extended sort of dinner time with friends. Um, you mm-hmm. and I got to do that when we were in Houston with some friends of ours. Yeah, super fun. That was, I, and that was probably one of my favorite moments of the year. I yeah. think was that evening. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was so fun. Um, mm-hmm. I went to dinner a, a couple of weeks ago with some of my friends who were younger than I am, and it was just super fun. And just I think there's something about this stage of life where you don't feel as rushed in those kinds of situations. Like you don't feel like somebody's mm-hmm. forever waiting on you. Like, well, I need to get back because it's bath time or I need to get back because it's, you know, or whatever. And yes. so, um, I don't know, just d- different points in the year. There was a time when I had some friends from high school who were in town and we went and had this really great dinner while they were here. And there's just something about sitting around the table with people um, that I feel like I, I, treasure and I value more and more as I get older. And then all the conversation that kind of flows out of that. So like when we were in Houston, I feel like I will, I will, I will remember those conversations that we had for a really long time. I feel like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a fun thing to look back on. And even when we were at Universal, we had a, we all went to dinner one night, all three families, and we were sitting around the table and Alex just kind of got on a, like, he was just telling stories, just like really sort of, I don't know what happened, but it was like all of a sudden he was kind of holding court at the table and it was the the sweetest moment for some reason. I don't know. Just little things like that. I feel like just neat things happen when people get around a table. And those were some of my favorite memories this past year. Okay. I love that. I love that. I think that's true. I think, I feel like this has been a year where I have, not that I haven't always, but like, I've just loved being with my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like that's been, I, I'm, I mean, I'm always a homebody, but I feel like I'm more of a homebody, um, 
than I've ever been. And I, and I, some of that was after having the book come out. But I mean, I laughed because I, I told Gully, you know, like even, you know, how people say, oh, look, my word for the new year is mm-hmm. like, I feel like my word for 2018 is no. <laughs> like, that's just, like, can you go? No. No. Are you interested in? No. Would you like to write this? Yeah. Would you like to write that? No. Uh-uh. No. My, my word is no. I'm like Megan Trainer. My name is no. My sign is no. That's it. My number is no. <laughs> you need to let it go. That's it. I need to. You need to let it go because I'm not gonna like I whatever. But I, no, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> that's me. And it's and I don't mean it in like a like an ugly way. I it's just like prioritizing. It. It's like I'm going to focus on what what is important to me, and I'm not. I'm cutting out the stuff that's not. Like I just you know, and it's like I uh, and it, it is that like the traveling and the speaking. Like I'm so happy because I think right now I have one thing booked on my calendar for spring, and I was so intentional about that because I was like I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I just it's not worth it to me. Like it's, it's, it's just, and it's not because there haven't been some lovely opportunities or some nice offers or things that I could do or whatever, but like, I just want to be close to home right now. Like that's what I want to do. So, um, so yeah, no, there you have it. Some people's word might be fearless or be brave or no, mine. Nope. That's my word. Hey, I I thought I was thinking the other day and I don't know what made me think about it. This is, this is the most liberating part of, to me of, of the forties, especially this last half of the forties. This is what's Mm -hmm. liberating to me about the last half of the forties is the no with no guilt. Like the, no, that's not for me. No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Or even we were laughing yesterday about, about Christmas and taking our Christmas presents back. Like, yes, there was, we just, the backstory of this is that Melanie and I both got very lovely Christmas presents from our husbands that we returned. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that I'm not grateful. I was very grateful, but it's just like that. There's a deep assurance when it comes to this is not for me. Like, yes, this, yes. This, yeah. I know what I like. Yeah. And this is, this is not for me. Um, I, I'm so grateful for the, for the gesture. I'm so grateful for the invitation or I'm so grateful for the opportunity, mm-hmm. but this is mm-hmm. not, it's just, it's not for me right now. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. And I think, you know, my friend Jen uh, said one time and I've it's always stuck with me and, and, and she said it because she was one who tended to overschedule herself and do too much. That's really never been my problem anyway, <laughs> but she was like, I never regret when I've said no, but I've, often regret when I've said yes you know what I mean like and I think that's so true is sometimes like and it's good for me because and Gully knows me well enough to know that I'll say yeah I think I'll do that and she's like oh I think you're just saying that because you're in a really good mood right now you need to wait till tomorrow (laughs) like the next day I'm like yeah I don't want to do that like so um I don't know. There's something liberating about just kind of knowing like this is this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm not going to do. It's a lot easier I feel like at this age to set boundaries and to mm-hmm, know, to know mm-hmm. what those boundaries are and to feel real good about your boundaries, even if it's hard for other people to understand them. So, yeah. yeah. So, if you're, so that's it. How, how about it? The, the year of no. Melanie Shankles, year the of year no. Of no. Mm-hmm. It's my word for the year. No. Okay. I've got um, to find my list. Um, okay. Okay. This was another one of my favorite things for the year um, that. I don't even know what prompted this, but last year, David and I decided to get a subscription to the Washington Post um, because, you know, I can get I can watch a lot of news. I can. But there was something about I want to read. I want to read news. I want to read. Okay. And so I had this whole year. We've had a subscription to the Washington Post. and I've had the, uh-huh. the, the app on my um, iPad and I have loved it. For no other reason than it has given me an opportunity every single day to read some really incredible writing. And I like, you know, I like columnist kind of writing anyway. And I think I had kind yes. of fallen out of reading that sort of stuff. I grew up, Rick Cleveland, he wrote for the Clarion Ledger and Jackson, I, I always say, and Orly Hood were two of the biggest influences on me in terms of writing. And then just mm-hmm. over the last probably 10 years where newspapers, you know, have sort of in, in terms of the everybody getting a newspaper tossed into their driveway every morning, that kind of habit has died off. 
Yes. Something really great about the Washington Post app and being able to read really great columnists and read and like and being able to read that writing every day that has been um I don't know, it's been sort of inspiring to me. And it's made me okay. want to be a better writer. So okay. I have loved it. So I think it's not it doesn't have to be the Washington Post, but just having some something that you kind of acquaint yourself with and where you're reading the same writers kind of over and over. And maybe this is what we did for a while with our, with blogs, you know, I mean, and, and so now that not as many people are blogging, maybe I've sort of transferred now to, to, to columnists and that kind of stuff. But it's been one of my favorite things. Like I love that time of just sitting down and, and kind of reading through the news of the day. And then, but, but reading it from people who have written it beautifully. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I would say my next thing, I think this will come as no surprise to anybody who listens to the podcast are the gap leggings, oh, um, bless it. which have been the best thing ever, but which I am sad to say they are gone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so glad I've never been more glad that we followed our instincts and bought as many of those as we could because they're gone now because I was looking at the after gap because I thought I'm going to order some more if they've like slashed the prices after Christmas, but they are gone. So, um, so we could, we could link to them, but you may not be able to find them. They will be like the Sam Edelman camellia boots. <laughs> they are no longer, they are no longer available. So I um, if there's somebody who listens to this podcast, who, who <laughs> knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who works for Sam Edelman. I don't know. Sam, are you listening? <laughs> Mr. Edelman? Can you hear I would me? very much enjoy. Can you hear me, Sam? I would very much enjoy your camellia boots in the golden caramel color. I've searched for them on eBay. I've searched for them on Poshmark. I've searched for them in my local Nordstrom rack. I've continued to look for them every day at Nordstrom.com to see if they come back in stock. But alas, they're like the unicorn of the boot world. I mean, they like disappeared. It's like a Loch Ness monster. It's like I saw them and they're gone. Mm. They're gone. They're a mystery boot. The only thing I saw some, I saw a boot that was kind of a similar that I thought this is reminiscent of, but I thought if I get this boot now and Sam Edelman, Mr. Edelman is to bring back the camellia boot next season, I will kick myself that I did not wait. So I feel like now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to boot, I'm going to boot stand still mm-hmm. because yeah, I can't, you know, it just, it is what it is. It's, but it's my own fault because I should have, I should have just paid full price for them. That was, that's my lesson. I should have paid full price. Listen, you gambled and you lost. I don't know. I, did. I don't know. I, I do in my head though, I have this picture in my head. Like if I, if I were a person who did something like a vision board, I would, this is what I would put yes. on it. I have a picture in my head of that one day your doorbell, your doorbell is going to ring and there's going to be a package outside the door. And you're going uh, to bring it inside and you're going to open it. And it's going to, those camellia boots are going to be inside and you're going to fall to your knees. Like, yes, <laughs> I will be you will weep openly. You will, yes, you will pull the boots to your face. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I will hold them much like Harry held Megan in their engagement photos. <laughs> I would wrap them in my coat and I would hold them close to me. Um, but I yeah. just, mm-hmm. I, yeah, they're gone. So anyway, those would have been my favorite this year, I'm sure. But um, but they're not anymore. But the gap leggings, I feel like were a real highlight. I did just order myself something similar off of Anthropology. I did not put them on Fashion Friday today because I think stock is limited and uh-huh. I didn't. Uh-huh. Um, but they have, it's Sundry is the brand. Okay. I'll send you the link. But they're, um, they are also some thermal type leggings that I saw in store that I thought were pretty fabulous. But at the time, I think they were like full price with $70, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but now they're on sale with an additional 30% off. So I did order a pair of those today. Okay. Well, I just will, to fully make sure I reach my leggings potential. Well, listen, I think I told you that when we did our small group Christmas party, we decided we were all going in comfy clothes. We were going like in pajamas. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. So, and I went in, in a pair of my gap leggings. Like I, oh, yeah. well done. Thank you. I, so I have the blue stripe. I have the gray stripe. And then on a whim one day when they went down on sale, a lot. I got a gray pair with like that have the word gap written in pink all over them. Yeah. Um, they aren't really cute, but I was like, it was like I needed a, a, an extra pair, just a bonus yeah. pair kind of in case. And I have been so grateful because I, I, I like, I cannot wait to put them on when I get home in the afternoons. Like I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. To put them on. They're the best ever. 
Mm-hmm. And they're such a yeah, good they rate. really are. They're not too hot. Like they don't. No. Mm-hmm. And they're not too thick and they don't like they bend easily. Like it really feels like you're wearing kind of nothing. Like they're just a nice layer, yes. you know? Yes. They're cozy. So, they're so good. And yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that they're gone, but oh, am I ever glad we got to experience them. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm so glad I will wear these, the ones that I have until they are threadbare and I have to throw them out mm-hmm. and with much weeping and sadness. No, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. So my last thing is, um, is, is certainly probably not something that I would have thought would have been on my list this time last year. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that several people have emailed me about it and, um, or have left me comments on Instagram about it. Um, but my, probably my, my other favorite thing of 2017, my, my unexpected favorite thing has been the gym. Which who to thunk it? Like <laughs> nobody would have seen. I'm gonna be honest. As somebody who's known you for ten years, I would yeah. not have seen that coming. Mm-mm, no, wouldn't have seen that one coming from a mile mm-hmm. away. But um, it has been. I mean, for a whole host of reasons, um, it has has been a really, really good thing this past year. And I even told David Christmas Day, I said, "What you have, what you have given me for Christmas looks a lot different than it would have a year ago." Because he gave me yes. some some new Brooks shoes, <clears throat> uh-huh. um, some some Brooks um, walking running tights, whatever you want to call them, because I had not tried that kind. Um, and some socks that I love. So mm. I just, um, it's been really good physically. Of course, it's been good because I feel so much better, but um, it's been good mentally and emotionally and all that stuff. Too. That's good. So mm-hmm, I, um, I don't know. It was, um, it was not necessarily something that I would have expected, but I'm, I'm, it's been a, it's been a good spot for me this last year. It has meant that I have written a lot less. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like I, I was telling somebody yeah. last week, I know time. how to, what now? It takes time. I mean, it's yeah, a time. It yeah. And so I was saying, I know how to like, I know how to work, um, parent, like do, I know how to do work life, family life and writing life, or I can do work life, family life and workout life. Yeah. I don't know how to do those. I don't know how to do four. Yeah. And so um, I don't know how that, what that's going to mean, how I'm going to have to arrange things kind of going forward because I do need to write. But anyway, but it's been really, really good. And it's also been a fun thing, I think, for um for David and me together, which I've never thought would be that person. But um but we like we'll go to the gym together. Which in that Yeah, in that something. And that's something. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I know that really I'm I am ready to it's funny because I do get like this every Christmas because I'm a little bit like I'm at this point, I'm like, I've eaten all the things and I have mm-hmm. sat around and I've watched a lot, uh, clearly a lot of TV and it's time for me to like start moving. Like I'm ready to get back into my workout routine. So um that'll be my which I will not do until Caroline goes back to school. So that'll be January fifth, I guess is what day that is. I'll get back get back to it. So um, anyway, that's good. Um, I think my final one, I don't know. I've, I don't know. I was kind of, I was torn. I think probably if I had to pick, and this is funny, is Caroline and I, like two summers ago, we took a trip to Nashville because I had to go for some work stuff. And then as it worked out, I d- had to do it again this year. And so I love our trips to Nashville that we take because it's always ended up being the first Aww. week of the summer. Um, and so it's kind of a great way to kick off summer. And she and I just have a really good time together. And um, it's just fun to go. And it's not like we do anything spectacular, but we just like to go and eat and shop and get pedicures and I don't know, be in a hotel and all that kind of stuff. So I would say that's probably one of my favorites too. How that? Yeah, it's a little a little tradition you didn't see coming. No, uh-uh, I didn't. And I mean, in this year, I even told her I was like, you know, I said, I think this year, like depending on I was like, we could even do like a little trip somewhere that's not um, Nashville, you know, like we could pick another little city and go and just explore and, you know, see what all there is. Because it's amazing how because this is, I did tell her this when we were in Nashville this year. I said, it's amazing that uh, the comfort that having like Siri and your phone and GPS and all that gives you with like traveling to a city you've never been to before. Yes, ma'am. It's a game changer, you know, like to just be able to like get to Nashville and be like, I can plug anything into my phone. I can find where I'm going. I can, you know, it just, it makes everything so much easier. I think I would have been intimidated to do that if I'd had to follow a map is what I'm saying, but it just makes you kind of go, Oh, we're going to try a new city. We'll go somewhere new and see what that's like, you know? Well, do you remember... 
Uh, I don't, well, I know you remember, but when we were traveling with, um, when we were blogging for Lifeway, and this yeah. is probably, this is, gosh, this is probably eight or nine years ago. Yeah. I mean, as recently as then, I can remember we were going, we were meeting in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I got there first. Yeah. got the rental car and I was going to pick you up. And I remember having a printout. Yes. The directions from, and I remember getting in a loop trying to get back yes. into the airport out of it. Yes. Like, and like couldn't find my way yeah and, and like like having to go everywhere with directions printed out and all that kind of stuff like and now you, you just get in your phone and you just punch it in and you go but yeah I mean even in that short period of time things have changed so much I feel like in terms I, of how we travel and where we travel because it's so much easier now. yes it's so much easier and if something like goes wrong you're like oh here I can look it up on my phone and figure out like we need to get a rental car from this place or instead or we can do this or here's a different hotel I don't know it just makes the whole thing it's a game changer um but I love Caroline especially at this age I like taking our little trips so um um, it's just fun to kind of get away and do something different. So, and it kind of works out because Perry's not much of a traveler. So, um, I mean, he's less of a traveler than I am. So that's something right. she and I like to do. And he doesn't really care about going and doing that. So. Yeah, I, I would say probably if I had a, if I had a runner up to my five favorites, it would be various sporting events with Alex. Yeah. Um, from going to the SEC baseball tournament and our, when we, our trip to the state LSU game this year was one of my all time favorites because we thought we were real good then. Yeah. Um, but but it was, I don't know, just the, 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 I feel like there's something about whether you take a road trip together or you get on a plane together, but just there's something about that whole process where you, you get to know each other more as people and less kind of as mother daughter or mother son yeah. or, or whatever. It's a whole different dynamic and I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's been fun. So, okay. so there you have it. Well, we had some, we had some good, some good times and some favorite things in 2017. We did 2017 overall was not a bad year. Um, except for the times I thought it would kill me dead. But besides that, it was well, great. It was, <laughs> Other than that, it was great. All, overall, it was. It was a good year. It was a challenging year in some respects, but overall, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I know. Well, on that note, I've got to go pick up Caroline. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to start 20. I'm going to end 2017 like I am going to spend 2018, which is I've got to go pick Caroline up from soccer practice. There you go. Go get her. <laughs> that is my life because soccer does not take a holiday. So, um, so I've got to go pick her up. But, okay. um, well, happy okay. 2018, everybody. Happy 2018. Have, have, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, that's what I'm trying to say. No. 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 Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.